nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Cocaine's a hell of a drug. Ah. Uh. From Atlanta, yet so Cleveland. Then winning all the games in my division. Tell your missus not to miss us, she tripping. No Christmas for me, I'm already gifted. No disrespect to the spirit, to the spirit. Intoxicated while I'm steering on the rear end. Shout out to my dog, Venom. No spider. Think I'm about to smoke one, no lighter. Climb up as far as you can, but you can't catch it. Leave your red like the bright lights on exits. Almighty back, huh, 12 letters. My tape for yours, wonder who's sells better young college kid but i never got a letter one man's trash is another man's treasure bless up then boss up but if you walked up i got something that'll off you yeah all i ever hear is bag legend when you gonna stop doing this when you gonna start doing that when you gonna come see me when you gonna come see her look y'all need to understand something everything i do is real Everything I touch is rare. Why you don't come around, Becker? Because I'm rare. Frivolous, uh, later than your girls, period. But on the track now, so it's good. I'm rarer than a diamond, cause you know them diamonds aren't rare. Marketing invention, yet you see it and you all stare. But me, I'm more like a tanzanite. Still thick, cut two C's while she pan twice. Put them double D's, girl, please. I'm from MI, but check out my CT. I put the weight of the world on the beat. Still bringing the pain, y'all know my name. For U.S. entertains And anything that I really want I will obtain You a baker boy So we cooking up some flame Dang, I'm worth more than a milli So I rock My words will take you to another world Lots of chalk Cause Rudy's got the chalk With a dip, do I walk? Must because I got it in my sock Nah, I'm playing <laughs> You It's your boy, Earth Mag the Mad Scientist. And it's your boy, Thanos Rick. In the month. Yes, Mios, you're right. It has been a minute. You're all right, sir. You're all right. You had to take care of some things, you know what I'm saying? But we are back in action, and we are ready to go. It's 2022. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Ease did not win the Super Bowl, but hey. We still love them. Go Rams. Go Rams. We? Go Rams. We. Where's this we? When we start speaking French. Go Rams. Go Rams. Hold on. Hold on. First of all. I'm happy. I'm happy for Matt Stafford. Finally got his ring. OBJ. Finally got his ring. Von Miller. Another ring. Let let me me go out on a limb and say this. Fuck Matt Stafford. How about that? You're a hater. You're a hater. You're a hater. See, see, here's my thing here, because I remember last year, last year, you included was like Cincinnati ain't gonna do this, Cincinnati ain't gonna do that, Cincinnati down so ain't gonna beat Kansas City. Not only this season, this past season, we beat Kansas City twice. We've beaten, I think, the Raiders twice, and uh, we've beaten the Titans. Basically. Pretty much the toughest teams in the AFC, and we are the top kings of the AFC. Came up a little short in the Super Bowl, but this is a team that didn't trade it. Their draft picks, they went straight into free agency. They went straight into the drafts, and that team was built from the ground up. Going up against a team that is basically, I can't even call them the Golden State Warriors because even with that team stacked is the way they were, they wasn't, the Rams 
wasn't the only team everybody was picking. People was picking Tampa Bay. People was picking Green Bay. You know, they were still in the conversation. Even after, you know, OBJ, Von Miller, Jalen Ramsey, you know, uh, McDonald's and, <laughs> and the boys, you know, because people still talking about them. Anyway, but the one person I am happy for, though, for sure, is Odell Beckham. I, I am I am happy for that, man. I do not truly hate, you know, the Rams or whatever, but I, I really like the fact that OBJ won the Super you know, got himself a ring. I hated the fact that he got hurt during the game. I mean, it's, it's damn near a storybook. But, uh, I mean, the glaring thing this whole entire season is something I've always been harping about this past season, and it was the O-line. You know, the O-line failed us. If we had a half a second more, a half a second more, Jamar Chase was wide open. Jalen Ramsey was getting burned all night long. And that was the game winning touchdown. If we and that's that is the glaring thing. And I already know Joe Burrow's thinking about it. But um what's funny about it, Rick, is that you know, Cincinnati came home, they had like this large crowd welcoming them back. You know, thank you for a good season. LA didn't get that as much. They didn't get as that welcoming crowd. I mean, L.A. is not really a football city either, so there's that. But one person I am happy for, though, Rick, is OBJ. Are you done? Hey, man, look, all I'm telling you is you got to put some respect on our name because we went through the trenches, bro. Are through you the done? first round are you to done? the Super Bowl. Are you done or are you finished? Which one is it? Hey, and Mio 38 yes, you are correct as well. Also, Eli Apple, he all, yeah, because he – yeah, he doesn't listen. He doesn't listen at all. So are you done or are you finished? Yeah, I'm ready to get into some nerd news, man. I'm ready to get some nerd news. What you got? Well, before you get into that, fuck the Raiders and fuck the Titans. They were a bunch of bums anyway. The Chiefs were whack this season anyway. You serious? Injuries. You, Kansas City. No, no, Chiefs, no, 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 no. Chiefs were not the regular Chiefs we know and love. E, you know that. I know that. They were not the same. Rick, no, they nobody, waited for the UFC no, Nobody had the Bucks winning. In nobody the past had the buck. four years. Nobody had the bus winning because the Rams already beat them anyway during the regular season. So they were looking a little suspect. But see, Green Bay, Green stuff, Bay, bro. you really think Green Bay? <sighs> Moving off from Green Bay, I don't even want to get into that. <laughs> to, to be honest, <laughs> two hundred so million dollars. All, all the teams you've just named, yeah. No. Hold on now, hold on no. now. You can't, you can't. Hold on, you got four. You got four years of Kansas City being in the AFC Championship. They were and they not are, the Chiefs. Ooh, and they, they, they were not the same Chiefs. They were and not they the same. No, E. I, I can't give you that. They were not the same Chiefs. You know they, that. I know that. Mahomes was looking a little off this past season. You know what I'm saying? So we knew something was up. We knew something was up. If anything, so, so Rick, the Rick, Bills would have put up a better matchup with y'all than the Chiefs. I agree. I, I, I mean, I, I agree with that. I agree with that to a certain extent. But, but the, the, honestly, the good thing about this, or the only thing about this, is this is no secret that Kansas City secondary was always suspect. Always, it's just that Patrick Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, and Travis Kelsey covered that glaring hole up because of the points that they scored on the board. That that I mean, Kansas City was still Kansas City. It's just that their secondary got exposed finally. And that's why Buffalo kept up with them the way they did. I mean, Buffalo's defense, you know, wasn't as good that game as it was the whole entire season. So you can actually put that argument out there too. 
But it's, but I always said for the past three or four years, including this season, their secondary is their weakness. You can all you have to do is outscore those boys. That's all you have to do. And that I mean, in 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 retrospect, that's what we did. We outscored them like twice. So I mean. I mean, Kansas City was still Kansas City. It's just that, you know, teams got used to the play style and know where their weakness is. Okay. Which, that, okay. That's, all it, that's all it was. Okay. Which I feel like, which I feel like though, next season, um, there's a lot of uh, left tackles, centers, right tackles, guards that we're looking at, like our big, big boys. And it, and it seems to me that, because the, the glaring thing, I think was the first season with Patrick Mahomes was the O-line with him. And then they changed the O-line up to people that don't flinch or don't move. Speaking of that O-line, I think the left tackle from uh, Kansas City is has not re-signed with, Can- uh, re-signed with Kansas City. I mean, it's, it's, it's a lot of money being involved this offseason. As you can see, Russell Wilson is now in your conference. That should be very interesting. No, he's in, not in our conference. He's in, he's in uh, the AFC West. Well, I'm, I, I mean the AFC. I mean, the AFC. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, that that ought to be interesting for the AFC. Now, now that Russell is there. <laughs> Listen, you got you know Russell Wilson, Justin Herbert, Patrick Mahomes, and you got Derek Carr over there. It's 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 something. Yeah. It's something, you know, so we'll see. But anyway, yeah. anyway, 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 moving so on. Let's get into some uh, nerd news here. Starting with this Obi-Wan Kenobi trailer. Beautiful. So, um, Beautiful. I got no words, man. I, I have no words. Like that that minute, 48, you know, 50 seconds of watching that trailer, I was like, oh shit. So is this is I'm looking at two sis. I'm looking at, you know, I haven't seen Obi-Wan use his lightsaber though, which is which is kind of which is kind of odd. So I don't know. It seems like the trailer is alluding to the fact that Obi-Wan is in hiding and he's trying to remain that way and he's seeing bad things happen and he's trying not to expose himself because the Empire is after him looking to kill him and he's looking to train Luke, young Luke Skywalker. Is, is that what I'm looking at? Am I right on that? Well, we already we already knew that after you know the Empire and Palpatine rose up, one of their primary goals was to, you know, search out and destroy all the remaining Jedi. Like that was that was the main thing. And of course, Obi Wan was of high interest. So we knew that, you know, he he's on Tatooine and you know in hiding. He does not want to be discovered or whatever. So, you know, the Empire. I mean, they they want him. They're looking for him. So, you know, it it. We've seen some new characters. Of course, you won't see Obi Wan use his saber. I mean, that that that's like saving the best for last. You're not going to see Obi Wan use his saber yet. So I think they're going to hide that. You know, so the the trailer showed a lot, but not too much. Mm. Like it 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 showed enough to to get your mouth watering because now you want to know well who the hell are all these people? And of course, we saw young Luke mm-hmm. briefly, which you know that that's you know interesting, mm-hmm. but. You know, now it's like, okay, because I I keep forgetting Mandalorian Boba Fett, of course, is in future events compared to Obi-Wan. And I, I 
I got the timelines mixed up a little bit. I'm like, well, why is there a young Luke when I just saw old Luke and Mandalorian? But that that was just, <laughs> you know, I, I had to get my mind right with that. Yeah, after, yeah. after episode three, of course, that's when Obi-Wan picks up. You know what I'm saying? I'm not sure how long from episode three, but I'm assuming it's right after, maybe a few months after that. I'm not sure, but hopefully that will be addressed, you know, in Obi-Wan, but it's, it's it, it had to be like maybe a few years actually because didn't after in the episode three Obi Wan did have the infants right but they were still infants at that point in time so a few years had to pass by it had to be at least well he took Luke six he yeah took he took Luke. Luke yeah and then what's his face I can't remember his name took Leia mm-hmm. to Alderaan so it had yeah yeah you're right probably probably a few years probably a few years um I'm thinking maybe seven seven or eight ah. Uh, I mean the way Luke looked, you know what I'm saying? Probably. The way he looked. Now, Probably. Here, Six, seven. now here's, you know how trailers trailers are kind of tricky, you know what I mean? So this could be like the last episode of Obi-Wan Kenobi that you see him looking at Luke. Maybe that's it. What do you mean? So trailers like have a tendency to put a whole bunch of stuff together and mix it all together and give you like some of the hottest scenes. Without giving you a like a specific timeline, they don't give it to you in order. So maybe that us looking at the trailer, you see Luke on top of his house, like you know, with the, you know, with the um, goggles on. Right. Maybe that that's the last episode of the series that Obi Wan is looking at Luke. Maybe this is leading up to that point. So maybe you might be right though. Maybe it takes place a few months after um, the whole you know Order sixty six deal. I don't even think. Well, I mean, I, yeah, possibly, possibly. I mean, there's not going to be a whole lot of shine on Luke because there doesn't need to be a whole lot of shine on Luke. I mean, he shouldn't. Nobody, Vader doesn't know his existence. Well, I'm assuming he doesn't really know. He doesn't. You know what I'm saying so. No one's looking for him. So it's like, well, why even focus on Luke? And plus, that takes away from Obi Wan anyway. Nobody wants that. You know what right. I'm saying? That's the biggest hang up now with Boba Fett. People are are mad because, well, hey, the Mandalorian really outshined Boba Fett in his own series, which, you know, I can kind of see that criticism of Boba Fett because I think that show could have been done better. You know, when you bring in Mandalorian, of course, I mean, he overshined him. Let's just call it what it is. He, he overshined that whole series. And of course, you know, you brought in Luke. Luke overshined. And then you, you brought in uh, Ashika. Ashika. Oh, Ashoka. Ashoka, she overshined. Like you had all these characters outshine Boba Fett in his own show. You know what I'm saying? So I get that criticism. So of well, course you don't want young Luke overshining Obi-Wan, which I think, you know, they may briefly show him and then back to Obi-Wan. So I think um the thing is with that is strangely Boba Fett became a famous character, even though he didn't have that many high profile roles in the original trilogy. You know, you know, he got a, he had odds with Han Solo, you know, before the whole first, before episode one, two, and three, you just know Boba Fett as a bounty hunter. He got hired by Darth Vader and the Empire to hunt down Han Solo. He finally gets Han Solo, frees him in Carbonite, end of story. That was it. Then, you know, you get, well, then you get Return of the Jedi where he gets knocked in the Sarlacc pit, you know, but. Other than that, those is not that many scenes with Boba Fett. Somehow, some way, 
this it, he garnishes this cult following where he's real famous and then it just spread like wildfire now he has his own show it's like i feel like people are upset about this 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 show but then again i feel like they shouldn't because he didn't have that many big roles in the original star wars trilogy anyway other than you finding out that his dad was killed in front of him that way you know about that so it's it's really not much you can work off of and i feel like they came out with the script to appease the fans i said hey he's alive and this this and this so i mean for that quick moment he outshined mandalorian just by showing up in the mandalorian anyway yeah but because we wasn't we wasn't expecting boba fett we're like oh shit it's boba fett yeah. and then then you find out he got another show and then i did ask people rick you know it was like well it took me a minute to get into it but that episode when the mandalorian showed up i became vested that's that's the usual general consensus what i hear well, again, that's that's further showing that the Mandalorian was, I mean, listen, Boba Fett is one of the coolest characters in Star Wars. I mean, let's face it. Facts. You know what I'm saying? So you, you had the Boba Fett movie that was supposed to come out that got scrapped. Okay, fine. Later down the line, we get the Mandalorian. Okay, not Boba Fett, but he looks like him. He's cool. You know what I'm saying? And that show had, it was great writing. It was great storytelling. I mean, it was dope. Mm -hmm. So... You know, at first I was kind of mad because I'm like, well, where's Boba Fett? Why do we have the Mandalorian? Whatever. We have Boba Fett. I mean, I, I just think they could have told. I was hoping they would. How should I say it? E, you're right. He, he was only in for a few scenes in, you know, Empire and Return. But it was, he was automatic cool because he looked cool. You know, he had the rocket. He had the slave one ship. He sounded cool. Like he was cool. You know what I'm saying? So it was like, all right, you know, who is this guy? So, of course, they would want to play on that because this is what the people want. With that being said, I was hoping to see more space adventures, seeing the slave one, you know, kind of like how they did with Mandalorian, him yeah. out there having an event. But you can't have him mimic Mandalorian because that would just be, you know, that wouldn't, it, it wouldn't do it any justice. Yeah. That's why I was questioning, well, why, why did they make, Mandalorian in the first place. Why not just do Boba Fett? But I mean, I don't know. I, I I don't really get it. Like I don't get that direction. But I like the Mandal. It's a dope show. Yeah. I just wish I just wish that would have been Boba Fett. I, I think Boba Fett would have fit that position better because Boba Fett is a household name. We love him. You know, nothing against Mandalorian. I mean, he, he's a new character. He's he's still cool. But I just think that. That should have been saved for Boba Fett and not Mandalorian. So I think fans' uh, problem with the series is the same type of problem they have with any other show where there is a, a secondary character that gets a lot of shine, and when they get a new, when they get their own show, they don't like it. Almost ninety percent of the time, when they get their own show, they don't like it because. They, I feel like some fans miss the fact that the thing that made those characters so good is the fact that they were rare and they came out in moments where you was like standing up on your feet like, oh shit, they, they're here. Prime example, the series Power, right? Tommy was every, is everybody's favorite and almost every week whether it was Raising Canaan, 
whether it was Power Book 2 or whether it's the original, every week people was talking about the episode. Yeah. Now Tommy has his own show now because Tommy's is everybody's favorite. He has his own show now, and you can hear mouse picks on Cotton. I don't hear nobody talking about the show every week. Nobody. The show is still good. And, you know, you hear people complain like, oh, well, this ain't like it used to be. Oh, no shit. It's how it's supposed to be because he's in a new city. You got to look at the story building for him to get to that point. Then you can get to the time of the one that you love. And I feel like in certain ways, this is where Boba is because I think they had to pull stories out of no, out the sky, really, about him and story build to a point where, because from what I hear, like the last half of the season of Boba Fett is that's when business picked up. Even though you had special guests and all that, business did pick up for Boba, where now if there is a second season, now you can like dive into some other things and see yeah. where you go from there. Yeah, but what would it be about though? And that's my thing. Like, the Mandalorian should have been Boba Fett. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like, like that. I'm that sh- that should have been Boba Fett. Like, there there wasn't really a reason why we had a Mandalorian. Like, that should have been Boba Fett. The space adventures. You know, hell, even Gro- uh, Grogu. He- why not? Why not? You know, like him having him centered in Tatooine being some mob mafia boss wannabe. I'm just like, I mean, I I could have I could have lived without that. I don't think that was really necessary. So now it's like, well, if you do a second season, what what would it be about? What would he do? Still know, keep man. him on Tatooine? Or are you gonna, you know, because now you 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 run the risk now of him because like I said, why not have him do space? Well, you, you have the Mandalorian for that. So if yeah. you have Boba Fett doing the same things, now you're mimicking. Now you're copying. Now people are wondering, why is he doing the same shit that the Mandalorian is doing? It's the right. same shit. Unless you <laughs> take him to, you know, other worlds and he do his own thing out there and meet different people. Like it, it's complicated now. Yeah. And hopefully, it's, I mean, I, I don't have the pencil. So... If there is a second season, I say put some trust in so John into John Favreau because he's been doing a phenomenal job with these Star Wars series thus far. He has. Uh, I mean, I, I mean, Boba Fett is probably I can't say the low point. I say it like this: Obi Wan, not Obi Wan Kenobi. Boba Boba Fett is probably the Thor Dark World of this whole Star Wars deal. Yeah. Hmm. Possibly. <laughs> but, but, hey, possibly. Hmm. You know, possibly. Moving on. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> moving on. So, news broke out in the past week or so that Crunchyroll bought Funimation. And we and not for a little bit, neither. We're talking about over $1 billion, you know. So, um, so there will be a merger. And uh, for the news is that the subscription will still be the same price for now. And uh, once once you subscribe to Crunchyroll with the Funimation uh, merger, uh, you get sixty days free of content. So Crunchyroll is acquiring Funimation Animation, and uh, the thing is with that, that's a good thing to me because I no longer have to pay for two streaming services. But Funimation has a vast library of English dub anime. Crunchyroll, however has a vast library of subbed anime 
some anime that, that are dubbed. But if you put all those together, you have a super large library of anime content. So, um, and Funimation app sucks too. I mean, it sucks on some some deals. <laughs> <laughs> it does, man. It does. Like, you ever try playing Funimation app on your phone and how it used to like just just pause or freeze or whatever? I don't have those type of issues with Crunchyroll. So Crunchyroll, to be clear, Crunchyroll is buying Funimation. Yes. Or one billion, you said? Over one billion. Over one billion. Okay. That's because it, it's Sony's Funimation. Right. Right, 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 right. So with the deal, Crunchyroll gets what? The the library and what else? Uh you get the library, the content. Um, they're uh, acquiring the anime from Funimation right now. So to me as Mark, uh Mio's thirty eight questions, should Funimation still be charging me? Yeah, but if you look at the Funimation app on your TV, it says uh, join, and at that point you can join. I didn't do it yet. I didn't pull the trigger yet. A part of me is a little low-key scared because I watch Outlaw Star on Funimation. I was like, ah, if I go ahead and do this merger now, will I, will I keep well, my Outlaw Star? Well, when are they going to complete everything? Like, when, when does the actual transformation take place well i heard the day of the announcement funimation stuff was moving over to Crunchyroll, like at the day of the announcement so right that, now that's, my, that, that's that's what i did here so so right now so right now everything on funimation is now on Crunchyroll. right now i wouldn't say everything because that's a lot of shit <laughs> but, <laughs> that's, a, that's a lot of shit man <laughs> but, but i think it's gonna take a i believe it's gonna take a while not not a long time, but just you know, it's gonna take a little minute for everything to to go over. Now I could be wrong; it could have everything on there. But you look how large Crunchyroll's uh, library is. You take that, you move that over to Funimation. It's large. Now most cases, well, in some cases, they have the same anime, one dub, one uh, Angus. But you. you you have the both the sub and the dub, so there's no complaints today. He's got the best of both worlds, and there's some stuff that Funimation has that Crunchyroll doesn't, and vice versa. And you don't have to wait for a dubbed version of, you know, Funimation to come out because you can just jump on Crunchyroll and get it. Well, no, I mean I'm just saying because you know going back to Mio's you know question, if Crunchyroll has everything on there right now, then hey Mio's cancel that for Funimation shit now and just go over to Crunchyroll. Yeah, I'm, I'm probably going to end up doing that like after the show and just bite the bullet and just go in there full force. And uh, <laughs> and I'll, I'll confirm with you guys next week for the weekend review. So for the listeners out there, yes, the morning show is back. Uh, I think it was Rick and I. And we decided to do uh, the morning show week in review. So Basically, once a week, we hit you up with the morning show. We give you all the news for the week, and we talk about it, and we discuss. Um, and do have various days of the week, but we're definitely going to do the one day a week, week and review. So the morning show is back to come to some capacity. And also on the 15th, um, now March is Women's History Month. So starting on the 15th, we do have a female guest on the show. Uh, of Orange Phoenix Presents, and that said uh, Kesia uh, Crockett. She's from uh, Tennessee, and she's a cosplayer. Had her on the show uh, maybe like a year and a half or so ago. Um, she 
has the picture of her in the red jacket from Akira, Canada. She was the female Canada with the red helmet and everything. So really, 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 really cool person. Can't wait to have her on the show on the 15th. So uh, also Thanos Rick, you mentioned Stranger Things is actually ending after season five. You know, it's funny because we knew it was going to come to an end at some point. Like there was, in my mind, I can't speak for you or anyone else, but I'm like, how long can they really stretch this out before it starts to get redundant? Like you can, you can place 11 and everyone in new locations and, you know, because at, at the end of, of season three, 11 ends up moving with um, the mom and the, the the two boys. The, the name escapes me now. I'm sorry. And then, like, it looks like they're, they're, they're broken apart because she ends up moving away. So going off of the season four trailers, you know, even though 11 and, you know, everyone split up, somehow, some way, they're going to end up back together fighting whatever the hell they're going to fucking fight this season. And of course, you know, Hopper, Hopper's not dead because, you know, in one of the the previous, one of the initial trailers for season four, we see Hopper, you know, I'm assuming it's somewhere in Europe at some type of prison digging, digging snow or some shit, if I remember correctly. So Hopper's not dead. He's just transported somewhere else. Don't know what that pissed me off. That pissed me off. I mean, I thought Hopper died, but I guess not. So Hopper's coming. I, it's, it's a whole bunch of questions that season four is going to have to answer. But even mm-hmm. even with that being said, there's only so much you can do before, you know, things start to get a little ridiculous. So it made sense for them to be like, okay, okay well, look, we'll do one more season and then we'll just, which I'm assuming is going to be 11 and whomever fighting the big, 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 big bad that, you know, we've been seeing since season, what, two? One or two? Yeah. So yeah, two. Yeah. I think know, it was I, in the two. Yeah. When it was yeah. at the prom. And yeah. then kind of like saw uh, you know, it's it's silhouette like in the sky or whatever. Right. Right. So I mean it's kind of like, you know, how how I say the prom. I mean the school dance. It was elementary school kids, whatever. Anyway. Yeah. So I mean it's like, you know, it's again, I think Treasure Things is still one of the best things on television. I stand Facts. by that. I, I I love that fucking show. Facts. I look forward to season four and season five, but it's just like, you know, okay, it's now they can end this. Now, if they want to, and you know, sometimes shows and franchises do this, you you can start a whole new thing with a whole new child with whole new characters. And I, I, I would want that. I, I like the nostalgic effect of Stranger Things. Like well, they, they started in the 80s where you see all this technology from the 80s. Not well, the, well the, you can make it for the 90s. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, which, yeah, which, yeah. which you know what? I wouldn't be mad at. I wouldn't be mad if they did a 90s version of Stranger Things with a new child, maybe some cameos from the old cast, new kids, new families. Like, I, hey, why not? Why not? If they really wanted to do that, you know what I'm saying? But season five, I predict, you know, they'll fight the big, big, big bad and you'll have some some loose ends being closed up and you know people are gonna go go out about their lives and blase 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 so the thing that pissed me off about that because they could have kept the fact that Harper was dead away from the fans like let that be a smack in your face surprise like the first episode of the fourth season you could have like you know well then again um didn't season three ended where it alluded to the fact that Harper might be alive 
No. It didn't. Okay, cool. So now if you, you leave that thing open, right? So now you, you just show everybody else in the trailer, but then you watch that first episode, and boom, you got Hopper. And then at that point, you got the audience again. You know, well, you never lost them, but, you know, you get more people. And a part of me is hesitant to pull the trigger on showing Stranger Things to to Queen. I was like, ah, my heart can't take it if she don't like it, man. <laughs> like, I don't know. I don't know because that show is super, super good. It, it's mean, super good. I mean, I haven't heard one bad review yet. I mean, I haven't. I mean, I haven't. Everyone I know who watched it likes it. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Because it, it, it's, it's an original story. The characters are great. You know, you feel, you know, nostalgic. Even though I didn't come up in the 80s, you know what I'm saying? I can relate to some of it because it's not that much different from the 90s. So, you know, yeah. I, I'm more closer to that than I guess someone born later in life compared to me. So, you know. Yeah, 80s was wild it, times, man. Yeah. Yeah. So it's... it's, it's, it's Cocaine and colors. <sighs> well... <laughs> That's another thing. But um, <laughs> I mean, if, if you and Queen watch it, I think Queen, you know, would enjoy it. I think she would appreciate it. I think she'll be engaged, you know, with the story like everyone else has. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, I'm just so right now. Right now we watching uh, Snowfall. We actually three episodes behind on the Snowfall? new season. Yep. We actually behind it. But well, I mean, we only got three episodes left and then we like, boom, we already caught up with everything. So uh, Maxwell say he's he's mad at the new He Man series now. <laughs> Why would you be happy about that? See, He Man, so, it, but it's two He Man series though. Like I, I, I know what he's talking about. <clears throat> Hold on, I'm, to be honest, Max E. My thing about He Man, and I don't know if you guys saw that documentary on Netflix with the story and the toys and all that, but yeah. You know, when you try to bring back certain franchises from the 80s to make it modern, you know, that can be a real hit or real miss. And I say that because a lot of the old stuff just doesn't translate well to newer audiences. Even those who came up watching it from back then, it's still because it's, it's not what they remember. It's not what they love. It's the new twist with new animation, new characters. It's still He-Man, but it's not the same He-Man. Now so I'm curious. Sometimes I'm curious it's like when, like you know, when they brought back Thundercats. Yeah, I was like, you know what? I don't think that's gonna hit Ugh, like nah. that. You talking about you the know? cartoony, cartoony Thundercats? That that new shit where they was like small and whatever, whatever, whatever the fuck that was that just came out recently. You know, yeah, that trailer was trash. Like everybody shit it on that. Everybody. I mean, it it it's tough to do that. E. It's real tough because a lot of it, it, some things just have to stay in the eighties because it just fits the eighties. True. You know what I'm I, saying? If if that makes sense, like he man, he man doesn't fit this day. It just doesn't. I'm sorry. Now, Rick, I am curious on what Max is saying. Like, which <laughs> he man is he talking about? Are he, is he talking about a CGI joint or is he talking about the the one that not too long ago came out? The one that's that's more gritty and more violent because that one, Kevin Smith, that one, that is the true He-Man because there are He-Man comic books and I have some of those and those comic books are violent. They yeah. are, they are violent, but because obviously you can't put those kind of cartoons in the eighties with the kids. You had to, you had to, you know, dumb it down a little bit to the point. That's where it's at. So the He-Man that people were seeing 
the characters was there, but uh, the amount of physicality, the use of swords and stuff like that was not. So if you look at the Kevin Smith joint, that is more true to the He-Man that is He-Man. If you really look at that. But then you got the CGI He-Man, which is like more based for kids, but which I, I found a little bit confusing. I know Kevin Smith had nothing to do with that, <laughs> you know, but I don't know. I, 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 I like the I like the the newer one, not the CG one, but I like the newer one that they had on Netflix because it, it's the, it's really comic book like, and comic books tells better tells the best stories. I don't know. I'm just I'm just I'm just really weary of them trying to bring old shit back. Like, like I'm not saying they can't do it, but yeah. you really have to be careful and you have to get the story right. Is you have to pay more attention to certain franchises compared to others. That's all I'm saying. Because sometimes it's just it's just not going to connect. You know what I'm saying? And then you know you try to just sell it based off the name. Well, here's He Man. Like people are just going to accept it. Nah, motherfucker, we're not. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You, you have to make this right. You, you can't just throw it out here. And say, hey, He Man, you all should love it. No, we're not going to all love it. What yeah. is this? Now, are you talking about masters <laughs> of the now? Now, are you again? I'm asking: Is it the CGI He Man that you're talking about, or is it Masters of the Universe Revelation? Which, which one? Did, which one did I watch on Netflix? Uh, which one was it? Uh, oh, which one? Which one was the first one that came on Netflix? That's the one uh, I saw. Masters of the Universe Revelation. Now, I, that, okay. I, see, Kevin Smith from Comic Book Men, and uh, you know Jay Solid Bob. You know he is a comic book nut. This man did not go in this thing blind. This man done some heavy research, and with that research, he put it to the screen because people. I feel like people was. Looking at He Man from the eighties and expecting that they that always never they yeah, always they, do they always do <laughs> and <laughs> the thing about it that then that wasn't the true He Man then it just was kid like for <sighs> for the cater two kids so it can sell toys yeah but this, but this this one right here that is the true He Man right there the yeah. violence the stabbings the blood the the magic Skeletor. There's a bigger fish than Skeletor. There's a bigger villain than Skeletor. All of that is from the comic books. And e, e the, the only pushback I would give to you, because E, you're right. You are absolutely right, sir. Yeah. My only pushback to that is even though you're right, the visuals is the main thing that people remember from that period. Yes, people had the comics, E, but it's really the visuals. Because with that cartoon, with that show, came the toys, came the merch, came this, came that. People are not going to recognize that comic because not everyone read that comic, even back then. Right. You know what I'm saying? People know the show because the show was the hit. The show was the seller. When you think He-Man, you think of the show, not the comic. So, E, even though you're right... It's it's still not accurate because that's what people, the majority of people I believe will not recognize that comic. See, even I'm though gonna, it's the real portrayal, even yeah. though it's the real Eli, 
again, you're right. You're right, E. But again, it's the show that people know. It's the show. Yeah, <laughs> because like, the, like because the show was everywhere. It was everywhere. You had yeah. you had the toys. You had the the lunch boxes, the Halloween costumes, all that stuff. People don't know. People don't know the comic. Not not so, like that. <laughs> so Max, I'm, I'm asking, like, is it He Man, and or is it Masters of the Universe Revelations that you're talking about? Whatever, because I because I'm thinking he's talking about the CGI He Man, and that's not Kevin Smith. He didn't what, touch that. Whatever that first one I saw, yeah, I, I had to look. I, I can't. I can't really yeah, tell Masters you. Masters of now. the Universe is the is the first series that was on Netflix. That's the one that had the 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 new animations and right. had the violence in it. They had blood in it. Now that was the one. That's where He Man died, didn't he? Didn't He Man die in that uh, one? Allegedly. Okay. Well, that's one. That's the one that I'm referring to then. That's the one I saw because I saw He Man die. What was that? The he first. That's episode? the one. The CGI. That's not. That's not the one we're talking about. <laughs> yeah, CGI one is trash. I. I mean, I haven't. I watched the trailer. And I was like, eh, yeah, yeah, whatever. You know, not that one. Kevin Smith is the one that got the more. Okay. The okay. more adult oriented. Even though it's still catered to kids in a little way, right. but it's still more adult oriented. Hot take. Hot take. I mean, the the, the one I saw wasn't bad. You know, I'm not going to shit on it. You know what I'm saying? It was, it's just, you know, and again, E, again, when you take old franchises, you're asking people to watch this new He-Man and totally forget about, well, I, I don't want to say forget, but you want people to just accept this new iteration of something that, of, of this thing that they grew up to love in the 80s. And that yeah. can be hard to do sometimes because the old, the original is so in tune in our brains it's hard to get rid of and it's hard for us to be like okay well here's the new he-man and we instantly compare it we compare it well hey is this better than the old one now that's unfair because this is, unfair. you know it's new this is new so we can't compare it to the old but e we do it all the time and it's oh, hard yeah, of course it's it, hard it, it, it's hard <laughs> it, it's hard I, and i've learned over but kevin smith never sugarcoated it for the fan I feel like some of these people that hate this, that hate the new series, Masters of the Universe, not He-Man, is that their TV fandom takes over. And some of them just fans of the show on TV, not fans on the show for the TV, action figures, and the comics. Because had they been fans of all three, or at least the comics, they would appreciate that new show even more. Kevin Smith never sugarcoated it. He said, listen. It, it's more it's more geared towards adults, but it still have kid elements in it. This is more of a truer story of He-Man. He did not hide that before the show came out. E, I'm with you, but E, you, you know how this works. How many people, yeah. how many people actually read the original source material versus those who don't and just look at the show? Right. Because the Eternity <laughs> Award, like the, like the Eternity <laughs> Award, that yeah. joint is lit. If that is on the screen, I guarantee you, fans will shut the fuck up. I'm with you. I'm with you. I, 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 I'm telling you. I, I feel like once that, because there is a bigger dude than Skeletor. Exactly. It's a bigger person. Exactly. Like that Castle of Grayskull, it was in front of you this whole entire time. Yeah. And the Castle of Grayskull has something in it. And it was staring at you right in the face. You never knew it. But, of course, the 80s ain't going to tell you that. But, <laughs> I mean... I mean, e. I mean, and, and, and going to, to, to you know, Mio's Ninja Turtles. Mio's, you're right because that comic was very gritty. It was, but nobody remembers. They killed Shredder at the first issue. But nobody remembers that fucking comic, Mio's, because we know the cartoon. 
wait a minute. Wait a minute. There is a movie that had uh, all the turtles from each universe on there, including the black and white turtles, and how they were serious, more serious than everybody else. I my my favorite turtle series is the one from the late eighties, nineties, right? But but I will. But here's again. You're gonna hear this twice. My fandom says my favorite Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is the one from the late '80s, early '90s. Everyone would say the, that. E. But Everyone the reality, <laughs> but the reality is, the better show of storytelling with the with that little hint of violence in it is the one from the from the early 2000s, like 2003, I think. That one, that yeah. one is a little bit more more realistic in a sense. Because it blends the eighties, nineties, and it blends the black and white together. E, but still, I'm, people still have their personalities. E, I'm with you. E, I'm with you one hundred percent, brother. But what yeah. I'm saying is, it's hard to be like, okay, because again, we all do it. We all compare. Yeah. Hell, I remember when the new movie came out with Ninja Turtles. E, my mom was already on. Fuck that movie. It can't beat the originals. My mom was already on that. I admit. <laughs> I admit. I admit. I'm guilty. I'm yep. guilty of that, E. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? My mind was already on, fuck that new shit. It can't beat the original. Yes. It just can't. Yes. And, yes. and guess what? I admit to this. I never read the, the comic of Ninja Turtles. Never read it. I've Me seen neither. it. I've seen it. But I never read the comic. All I know is the movies. That's yes. all I know. That's, that's, that's what's been etched in my brain. Hell, I can still rap to you that Vanilla Ice song, Ninja Rap. I can still rap that shit right now. I won't do it, but I can. But I can. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I can, but I won't. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, you know, I'm guilty of that. I am. I am. So, you know, but I, I realize there are bigger fans than me. There are people out there who will say, hey, Motherfucker, read the comic. And I'm going to say, hey, motherfucker, I won't. But I'm being honest with you. I'm being honest. You know what I'm saying? I'm being honest. You know what I'm saying? Like, hey, when it came to, you know, Harry Potter, e, I got through the first book of Sorcerer's Stone. I didn't read those books like that, but I know the movies. Mm-hmm. I know the movies. But I also know is, you know, hey, there's some other things that were left out from the books. Other characters left out. I get it. I know that. You're right. But E, I'm not reading that fucking book. I'm not. I'm not. The book is thick as hell, man. <laughs> I'm not. I'm going to watch the movies and be okay with it. But that's me. I'm guilty. That's me. Hey, now, <laughs> when it comes to TMNT, uh, like movies, the first three movies, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 1, 2, Secret of the Ooze, and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3, those are my joints, and they will forever be my joints. Them shits built my childhood as far as... 90s movies is concerned, you know, or late 80s, early 90s movies is concerned. That and the surf ninjas, you know, but you know, it is what it is. Yeah, man. So, so I mean, it, you're right. In my mind, when the new Teenage Mutant Eternals came out, I was like, um, okay, I'm gonna watch it. Now, out of the shadows, when that movie came out, when it had Bebop and Rocksteady, you know, my hair started to turn a little bit, and they had the techno drone in that joint. My hair started to turn a little bit. I was like, oh, they're taking it back. They're taking it back. I'm like, all right, all right. I'm going to give it a little bit of a shot. It's cool or whatever. But, I mean, then I'm already hearing that they're doing another, you know, a, a reboot of Teenage Mutant Turtles. Who knows? But whatever. See, but- that's, the, that's the shit, right? See, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Count to 10. 
Count to ten. <laughs> but you know, E, I have to. I mean, E, we grow. We grow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We still like this shit, but you know, we grown. So, a a kid today will probably love it more than I would. They will probably appreciate it more than I would. I mean, it's it's like wrestling. E, I can tell you all day wrestling. You know, I love Roman Reigns and you know Bobby Lashley. Co- you know, hey, but if it was up to me, I'm still going with the '90s wrestling because that's what I grew up on. That's what I know. You know what I'm saying? My Shawn Michaels, my Bret Hart, my Sid Vicious. I will always choose the '90s over this new shit. You know what I'm saying? Stone Cold Rock. But see, that's me. That's me. Mm-hmm. No- nothing against the new wrestlers, but that's just how I am. And I think. Yeah. Many people are like that, are like me. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, we yeah, love yeah, Roman. Fandom, we love Roman. Hmm? Your fandom says this. Like, the, your fandom, I, yeah. You know, we love Roman, but, you know, hey, I love Razor Ramon more. <laughs> you know hey, what I'm yo. saying? <laughs> hey, yo. Owen Hart, those guys. But, I mean, it, it, it is what it is. It is. <laughs> Mills thirty eight says, "I will be real. I skipped that last movie solely because Tyler Perry was in it." Wow, that's the Stockman man. Well, Mills, I'm glad we're all being honest today. I'm glad. <laughs> I'm glad that we're all being honest. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's it's Friday, and I want to tell the truth. I do. <laughs> hey, Tyler Perry. What you know what I'm saying? I do. sandwiches. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Which which leads us to the next topic. E, you saw the Batman recently? Yes. Now, before I go into my whatever about that, please break it down for us. What'd you think? Okay. Um, I said I'm going to say this twice. And this is my second time saying this. My fandom... Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Oh shit! Now to all the listeners, look, I talked to E about this offline, and E made some very strong statements. Now I don't know if E's going to tell you this now or if he. Well, ever I'm gonna will. say it. I don't say it. You want to say it? Okay, go ahead. Go I ahead. Don't go, care. Ahead. go ahead. My fandom says 1989 Batman is my favorite Batman, and Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton. Okay. Okay. But the reality though is that. This Batman movie is the best storytelling of Batman that I have seen on screen, live action. Can you Here's why. Okay, go ahead. This this is okay. This movie covered at least three to four comic book storylines, accurate. Uh, you know, with a little twist, with a little tweaking here and there. Put on live screen. This is what, okay, if Christian Bale read the comic book from front to back, cover to cover, different storyline, this what the hell it would look like. This is the rookie Batman, the year two Batman. This is the full-on detective Batman. Like, this is the first time I've seen detective Batman put at the front, not the back. And you, you see his relationship with Jim Gordon. You saw that on the trailer. So I'm keeping it spoiler free for those that have not seen it. But you, the relationship with Jim Gordon, the relationship <clears throat> with him and Selena Kyle, because you saw her in the trailer as well. Um, the relationship the police department has with Batman and people know who he is. And the villains that you also saw in the trailer, 
the Riddler, and and the Penguin. All that stuff, man. Like that, you know. And then, of course, there's some people that's not mentioned on the on the trailer. So then you get the detective Batman. You get the the Batman that whooping people ass, but also vulnerable because he's still hurting. He's still dealing with. He's still dealing with shit because you see it in the trailer. And you know he has an enemy in in Riller, which if you look at the trailer with tape that wrapped around someone's face with the question mark or whatever, it takes little elements from Saw. It's really a cat and mouse game for three hours, but you learn so much more about Batman and Bruce Wayne that I'm like, damn, this shit is a masterpiece. Someone posted a meme saying, fellas wanted to see Batman beat up people for three hours, but got an actual Batman movie instead, and they mad about it. Somebody owes Robert Patterson an apology. Well, myself. well, well, me too. Me too. I'm not going to lie. Because when I first heard the news, I was like, the guy from Twilight? Twilight's Edward? Edward is going to be the new Batman? Hold what up. the fuck? What that, the that fuck implies is this? The fact, that implies the fact that you actually watched Twilight. Because <laughs> you, you had I, I didn't have much of a choice. And, you know, I will not speak on that. But I had no choice. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but you had, to, you had to take the L. But... You know, like you, you know, I had to, I'm like, this guy from Harry Potter, he was, you know, he, like, again, he, you know how I am with Bruce Wayne's and Batman's. Yeah, of course. I'm like, this guy's not Bruce Wayne. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I was reading up on it. Matter of fact, congrats to the movie. I think it had, what, the, the biggest opening weekend, you know, for this year, either the biggest or the second biggest it's it's along with Spider-Man No Way Home. So congrats to the movie. It's yep. making money. People seem to like it. It got a what 89% certified fresh on Rotten Tomatoes and critics and you know the the only hang up that I'm seeing that I'm reading cuz I didn't see it. But the only thing that I'm I guess noticing is, you know, the length. I, I don't, you know, now now there are a lot of people who say, "Well, hey, you know, it's worth the the 18 hours." Okay. And then, there other, <laughs> and then there are other people who are like, well, you know what? Hey, you know, it could have been shorter, whatever. But all in all, people seem to really like this movie. And um, what's what's her face? Zoe Kravitz. I'm hearing she did a great job as as Catwoman. You well, know, phenomenal. So, you know, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna knock it because originally Ben Affleck was supposed to be in this one, but he backed out. Um, so Matt Reeves, the director had to come in, you know, take him out of it, remove all of the DCEU connections out of it and then make it, you know, an original, you know, Batman story, a new story with just him and whoever else, um, you know, Colin Farrell, you know, he, he, his show, well, they're giving him a show on HBO max, you know, cause he is the penguin. Yeah. The penguin. Yeah. The penguin so, yeah. I guess he he did a great job, great enough to give him his own show. Yeah, but, people didn't even know that was Colin Farrell until you saw until somebody said, "Hey, that's Colin Farrell." Colin Farrell is a phenomenal actor, yeah. phenomenal. I always thought he was a great actor, you know. So, respects to him. So, I mean, again, E, and this has always been my thing. Michael Keaton will always be my, you know, that's my guy, mm -hmm. you know. Respect to Val Kilmer. Respect to the guy we all hate, George Clooney. Respect to him. 
You know what I'm saying? You, speak for yourself, you know, Christian Bale. Hey, whatever. Where is she? <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, him. <laughs> uh, you know, it. I had to get over that because I still find myself comparing. It's a flaw. I admit it's a flaw of mine, but you know, I just have to enjoy it. I mean, I'll probably check it out and I will try to enjoy it like everyone else, but it's, it's hard for me to watch these movies and be like, okay, because you, you, you just had Ben Affleck recently. Yeah, you know what left. I'm saying? So, you know, now you're, you're changed. But, th- but then again, because E, this one, Pattinson will not be in the DCEU, correct? Like, this is a totally separate Batman, correct? So, <clears throat> so from what I'm understanding is that this is equivalent to the Joker. Like, Joker is in his own universe type deal, that movie. Uh, from what I'm understanding, the Batman is that standalone movie because according to Matt Reeves, you know, th- there's a little bit of a post, there's no post-credit scene, but there is a post-credit scene, if that makes sense. You know, <clears throat> it's not really a spoiler or whatever. I mean, you can look at the flashes and that's it. But he wanted it to be a complete story from start to finish right. because he's not sure if there's going to be a sequel or not. So th- there's that. And we got a caller here calling in. And it's uh, oh, this guy. Max. Hey, yo. <laughs> This, hey yo, this fucking guy. Hey Max, by the way, saw your little comment earlier. You know what I'm saying? I didn't forget, motherfucker. I didn't forget. You know what I'm saying? Oh, and Alabama sucks. We beat you. Ha 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 ha. Oh, I forgot about we're the champions. So Alabama suck it. That's all right. We'll be back. That's why they said the animosity. Thanos Rick sucks. Okay, that makes sense now. I didn't even think about that. I forgot about it. Cause that was a horrible. Like, I gotta give props to Georgia. Their defense is the shit. Well, it was. Next year, y'all gonna be burnt toast. But hey, hey, Max. Hey, worry about you. All right, we good. <laughs> we good. Okay, worry about you. All right. Uh, you do know we we return everybody, and we got LSU's Max, best cover corner, and Max, we got I, Georgia's Max, second best Max, receiver, Max, in Max, the listen, portal. Max, I don't care. Why'd you call in? Why? What do you want? <laughs> what do you want, Max? Why'd I mean, you call you brought, it? you brought it up, bro. I just called because I wanted to get the gang back together. But Oh, of course. Yeah. Okay. And, and the gang is back together, man. The gang is I back together. Man, yeah. we, mi- uh, we miss you too, Max. And, Fucker. We miss you sure, too. I'm, sh- <laughs> I, I'm sure I, I missed the part where E told you that I'm so out of shape and we walk the streets of New Orleans like yeah, some old people. That- Cause we ain't old, man. So Thanos Rick, my birthday was a few weeks ago, as you know. And we was in New Orleans for for almost a week, basically. And where we was located, we were literally a block away from the parades and most restaurants or whatever. So it was no need to take a Uber or Lyft to some of these places. We walked everywhere. And this man he don't don't forget the City blocks in New Orleans are not your average city blocks. First of all, let's talk about that. Correct. Yes, you're right. These are these are mega blocks. So, okay. Thanos, Rick, you may be in good shape. I don't know, but I'm telling. I'm all right. I'm all right. I'm decent. You know, I'm all right. (laughs) All all, all the years of pot smoking and premarital sexual affairs prior to my marriage, all that stuff caught up with me in one weekend, and I gave my life to Jesus Christ. Because I was worn out. Mm. You gave your life to Jesus. Wow. Man. 
Are you breaking up, Mac? You breaking up, Max? Max, you breaking? Max, you breaking up? You might have to call us back. Change your ways. Max, can you hear us? You breaking up, bro? Try, try calling us back, Max. Yes. Can you hear me now? Try calling us back. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 <clears throat> Fell off the line. Just get, try giving us a call back. Maybe he's like moving around. Yeah. That's what's going on. Maybe maybe he's moving around. But yeah. To. All right. Yes, I'm calling it back. I see I'm calling back in. Now Queen saying she lost weight in New Orleans. Yeah, she did. Yeah, she told me. She tell she texted me uh yesterday morning. She said, "Yo, babe, hey. I lost it." Max. Okay. Still- Queen, she walked fourteen thousand oh, steps, man. and, and I didn't go half of it. She did, right? Hey, Max, we still can't hear you, bro. Oh man, I'm caught in the matrix. Caught in the matrix. That's exactly what happened. You, you caught in the matrix. Yeah, but yeah, so <clears throat> mega blocks. It was no mega blocks. I. There's no mega blocks. <laughs> Rick, there's no mega blocks. Like, Queen can tell you. We walked everywhere with no complaint. But I will say the first night, though, when Max and, and his his new wife, and Max uh, first got in, um, we went out. I think we went out to the lunch or something. We went out to eat or something like that. Uh-huh. And we came back to the house. And then uh-huh. uh, this man here was laid out on the bed. Legs crossed. Legs crossed. And we... And so me, Queen, and our friend Michelle was like, man, we about to head back out. Okay. I want to go across the street or whatever. And uh, and his wife looked at him, <laughs> looked at him with disappointment, like, your ass sleep, man. I'm trying to head back out. Now I got to stay here with you. <laughs> but, man, it, it was a fun time, man. I like walking around. I like walking around. It, you know, it, it was what it was. I'm glad, glad, you guys, glad you guys had fun. Glad you enjoyed it, you know. Yeah. You know, glad you did y'all thing. Speaking um, of fun, speaking of fun, um, Max, get in that gym. Max, just, just, just get in the gym, bro. Just, just get in the gym. <laughs> just get in the gym, Max. Pumping iron. Pumping you know iron. what I'm saying? Yeah. Get on your macho man, Randy Savage, and just get back in that gym. <laughs> That's it, Max. Problem solved. <laughs> hydrate, hydrate, stretch, do all that good stuff, and you'll be all right. You'll you be a queen, right. right? You see a queen tight, right? <laughs> yeah, I see her. I see her. And she's right. Get, get, get your weight up. <laughs> uh, and Max says, I have a report from SmackDown tonight. And don't forget AEW Rampage, too. And uh, now, before we get into that, uh, Elden Ring dropped uh, during the week of my birthday. <sighs> Man, Thanos Rick. Thoughts? I'm- that game is freaking amazing. Amazing. Okay. Now, the difficulty of this game is high, but not as high as Demon Souls, Dark Souls, Sekiro. It's not that high. So they they turn the dial down just a little bit, just enough, so you can actually enjoy the game. You don't want to throw your controller out the window. Did you beat it? No, I haven't beaten it yet. Um, oh, okay. Basically, for the past two days or so, I've been really exploring, man. I was like on horseback, like I was. Tr- I found a magic staff, a meteorite staff. Um, <clears throat> I'm. I have a lightning rod now, where I can actually, you know, how Zeus throw lightning bolts. I literally can create lightning out of my hands and chuck it at someone. 
So I can I just mm. attained that last mm. night. Okay. Mm. Even with all that though, bosses can still whoop your ass. Like just just know I think people don't want to give this game okay, people give the game is is just due. But I think some people refuse to play it because they can't just go in this game and hack and slash their way through the game. It's, it wasn't designed that way. It, it, it designed to actually teach you, it teaches you patience and how to perfectly execute moves or defensive moves, but you got different classes or whatever too. So if you want a, more of a, um, <laughs> and, and Mills is right. Elden Ring has been putting boots to asses. Yes, it has. Like Margaret, the fallen omen, one of the one of the earlier bosses in the game, was whooping my ass. He killed me at least twenty three times, at least. Now, <clears throat> the thing is, Rick, I can actually, you know, write down something on the ground and have you come join me. And two other, you know, it can be me and two other people. Now, here's the trick to this: you're not with me the entire game. You're only with me until the boss is defeated or you get killed. What I realized is that uh, me and a good friend of mine uh, and a friend of the Orange Phoenix uh, crew, uh, Willie, Willie Hines, he got Elden Ring, right? So I joined him in his world, and I was able to drop weapons, runes, items for him to actually get. I, I actually was able to give him those said items. But the kicker to this is he hasn't beaten the tree sentinel yet, which is the uh the golden uh knight that's on a golden horse. Okay. And my healing flask is only reduced from three to one. It's reduced from three to one. So I can only heal myself one time, and I can only replenish my magic points at least one time. Unless there's a trick to actually increase that. Um that's what's going on. So it's not like you can one shot a boss if you got two other people there because that boss can still whoop everybody's ass. You still have to have some strategy in beating the boss or whatever the case may be. So when I was with him, I basically was like walking around the land, like collecting rooms for him so he can get stuff, right. so he can level up or whatever. Um, <clears throat> the, the thing is, you can go straight through the story, but also you have the open the world is so open at the beginning of the game you can go to the opposite end of the map through horseback and get those special weapons or tools at the beginning of the game now you're going to have to haul ass because when you go further up these enemies can one shot you they can literally hit you one time and you're dead so the, okay. <laughs> there's that <clears throat> queen asked me are you playing the game yes she she asked her, like, how long you been playing it? Uh, you don't want to know. Because it burns some hours. It definitely burns some hours. But it's a fun game nonetheless, though, man. It, it really is. You can go back and uh, create different classes. There's several YouTube videos out now. I think there's there's actually someone out there. Two interesting stories, Ra. One is that someone was able to beat Elden Ring in 59 minutes, 38 seconds. I'm trying to figure that out. Has that How... been verified? Yeah, it's been verified. Okay. Like 59 minutes, 38 seconds. What? Like little 
close to an hour they went through. I, okay. They it's say un- this game was very, very difficult. I, I mean, it's 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 not impossible. It's improbable. And maybe this person beat the game through mad hours and went back and created another character. And no, I think I know what it did. What it did at the beginning of the game when they went to Limgrave, they went and got all the major like weapons or upgrades or whatever. And they did some rune farming. And then they went through to the final boss and, you know, beat some bosses here and there and then, you know, beat the final boss and beat the game. I think that's what ended up happening. Actually, there is a staff called uh, the Lostat staff where you got to put, uh, you got to do several quests in order to get, to get these things. But put it together with enough MP, you can w- literally one shot, like literally one shot, every, damn near every boss. Every damn near every boss, but man, the game is fun though. The game is fun. Um, I, I give it like a good eight and a half or nine out of ten stars, honestly. Um, <laughs> I feel like, um, it's just it's it's more like Dark Souls, but I feel like maybe your your people can be in the game a little bit longer than just fighting the boss. That's my only little gripe. If you want to like split hairs, but the journey, man, just. Just horseback riding, going through all these tra- all these towns, these these countrysides and different parts of the map, which is vast because I still have yet to go through every part of that map because that map is huge, huge. So, and I feel like there might be a deal. I don't know if there's going to be a DLC because if you look at the map, there's like a ship out there in the ocean, and there's like this this barrel out there. I, I don't know how that's going to fare, but. Um, I'm very curious about what's going on outside of that. I feel, and the fact that George R. R. Martin, you may know him from Game of Thrones, had his hand in Elden Ring. You can definitely see some elements of Game of Thrones up in there. I mean, does it need a DLC? Like, would it improve the game? Or I wouldn't say it improved the game, but it probably expanded more than what it already is. Like the map is large. I still and, and I had it for over a week, and I still haven't reached every part of that map. And also, you don't see the whole entire map either. You have to actually grab a map for that area so you can see shit. Well, fuck that DLC then. Yeah. Unless you've beaten games in 59 minutes and whatever. Hey, whatever. Hey. Hey. Dang, he had nothing else better to do. Hey. Also, the other story, this cat <laughs> paid a... Okay, so you ever heard of this? Hey, <laughs> <laughs> he, that guy didn't blink. Not once. <laughs> At all, right? Now here's a, now you ever heard of this website called Cam Soda? I, yes, I have. Okay, I have. so for the listeners out there, uh, Cam Soda is like this uh, website where I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You ever heard of Instagram? Well, Instagram Live. You got IG Live, but these uh women uh be on live and they do sexual acts, you know, for money live. So do you get a little jingles <laughs> or whatever that that you know they're getting paid and all that? Um, so this so I'm I'm going somewhere with this, but Rick is just like killing himself over there. E, why are you talking like that? You know they get 
paid to do sex live. <laughs> yeah. I mean, with them se- most, e, most, come out with most, it. Like with them sales, is, e. like with them sales, most likely. You know what I'm saying? I, mean, I don't have a subscription, but Say- I'm just saying <laughs> <laughs> that you know, through research, I'm like, that's what it is. So what I'm getting to is there's a there's a there's a dude that plays Elden Ring, mm-hmm. and he paid this woman that's on Cam Soda twenty thousand dollars to play Elden Ring with him for 48 hours. 20 grand. You're kidding. I am not. I am not. 20,000. $20,000 to play Elden Ring with him for 48 hours. And she did. She said she said that they developed like a rapport with each other and in my mind I'm like it's for the money. It's for the money. It's for the money. It's 20k. You're going to say whatever. It's whatever. And she was like, actually, they developed some sort of relationship with each other while they was playing the game. She like, she never played, she never heard of a game like Elden Ring. She played it. She said she was actually very impressed with the game. They they actually have like, I want to say like a romantic relationship, but they have some type of relationship through those two days. Now, this is not forty eight hours of rest. This is forty eight hours straight, no sleep for twenty k companionship because you know i guess because of the pandemic and all that you can't interact with people but i ain't spending no damn twenty thousand dollars for somebody to play with me for 48 hey, hours if you got it if you straight, got it straight if you got hours it straight hey we, we can't tell people how to spend their money we can't do no it. you're right you're so, absolutely right i mean it's crazy it's crazy as shit but you know if if, if my man got 20 g's to, to get to this cam soda model hey she ain't gonna say no. You know what I'm saying? So no, she ain't gonna say no, man. <laughs> Hell no. Nah. She ain't gonna say no for 20k. I'm gonna okay. stay up for 20. Th- I'm gonna stay up for 48 hours to talk to your ass and play this game. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Now cool this whole thing game. about developing a rapport. Okay. I don't. Yeah. Know. I, I, I mean, I, I'm trying to see. Man, listen. I'm, I'm gonna look this up right now, man. But yes. Um. For for those that are are the listeners that are curious about cam soda, that's actually a real thing. You don't you know curiosity killed the cat. <laughs> let's see, guy pays. Let's see, cam soda girl 20 k to play Elden Ring. I'm a I'm a actually look this up here because I saw this and I'm like this this can't be life, man. This can't be life. But then again, I've seen people dressed up as sheep. Walking around acting as like sheep. So and just for just for kicks and giggles. Just for kick, kicks and giggles. I'm sorry, it's not 40 48 hours. It's 40 hours. I'm sorry. It's 40 hours. So um 40 hour session. 31 year old Chris from New Jersey claims to have paid adult model Charlie Hart $20,160 to play Elden Ring with him for one marathon session via a website called Cam Soda. Now and he said, I usually play campaigns by myself in my boxer briefs, overload on cars while chugging energy drinks. He sounds uh, like the typical uh, nerd there. But uh, it was nice to have Charlie alongside me as I traversed the lands between. Now, we got to know each other quite intimately and connected on a deeper level. <coughs> he added, I really appreciated her companionship. I look forward to hopefully streaming with her again when the next big game is released. Now, Chris also alleges that he and Charlie were able to beat the game in 40 hours. While that's certainly not impossible, it's quite an impressive feat. It's also one that apparently put Chris off from ever wanting to do anything like that again. 
Um, he said it was very intense. Um, now, rather just being a cam girl performs for, say, seven minutes, she says, I accompany clients for extended periods of time while they game, prepare dinner, eat dinner. It's like a long-form cami. So it was something she never done before, and I didn't fully grasp how long 40 consecutive hours is. It takes a lot of stamina in more ways than one, but Chris and I really hit it off on, excuse me, at the onset, and it was fun. So I don't know. They, I don't know they actually streamed it. So I, I think they actually streamed it. I think that's what's going on. And um, okay, yeah, and they, mean, they, them playing the game. So there you have it. Uh, all right. <laughs> all right. Oh man! So the, the last bit of news here, man. Um, obviously AEW Revolution was this past Sunday, and AEW Dynamite was just past Wednesday, and. Uh, so Thanos Rick, I will say AEW Revolution um, was an A show. I, it's not an A plus show, but it's definitely an A minus show for sure. Um AEW Dynamite. Now the right guy won. Adam Page beat Adam Cole. Um now if if you really, really, really looking into Adam Page, they are solidifying him as a fighting champion and as a worthy champion. What they're doing is not new. They're doing the same thing with Adam Page like they did with John Cena. Because you know how some people will say, you know, in the beginning, John Cena is not a legitimate champion. He's like that. I want to say paper champion, but he wasn't really wrestling anybody until he beat Kurt Angle, until he beat Triple H, and until he beat Shawn Michaels. People's like, oh, shit, this dude is for real. And it, it's kind of like they did the same thing with Chris Benoit too when he won, you know, uh, at WrestleMania, and it was like, you know, the ruthless aggression angle and him beating Kane and all that. So they're doing the same thing with Adam Page. So, given that you hate John Cena, is that a good or a bad thing for Adam Page? God, I hate John Cena. Um, <laughs> that's a great thing for for Adam Page because the the people that he's beaten thus far, he wrestled Brian Danielson to a draw, and then the following week he actually beat Brian Danielson in like forty five minutes or so. Then right after that, you you fight Lance Archer. Then after that, you fight Adam Cole, and you beat Kenny Omega for that title. So I mean, you, you can't say this man is a transitional champion because of the people that he's faced and the people that he's beaten. So that that's good. Well, obviously, um, obviously that there's a clear effort. It's clear as day. The push of Adam Page is, you know, it's there. You know, they 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 want him to be amongst the elite for yeah. whatever reason. I don't know why. I'm still not sold on Hangman. But that's not my call. So, you know, if, if they want to push him and have him fight, face these guys and win and whatever the case may be, so be it. So be it. And BS38 says, uh, all I can say about Revolution is Jade dressed like Jade. <laughs> Jade Cargo, man. Shout out to Jade Cargo. Uh, she dressed up as Jade, ironically, from Mortal Kombat, right from head to toe. From head to toe. Like she had, she had like a really, really good interest. Really, really good interest. Like I was like, oh, she went more to combat. Adam Cole actually came out as Master Chief, cause he had like the top half of his uh 
Rain Gear was uh, Master Chief's armor from Halo. Okay. Okay. I mean, it's still curious. I mean, so, so, I mean, so all in all, it was, it was a good show. It was, it, it was a great show. Um, I will say if there is a low point, um, I will say the Britt Baker Thunder Rosa match was probably, I can't even say it's a low, it's, it was a good match. You know what I'm saying? Um, but there was a lot of, there was a lot of stuff going on in Revolution, man. Like they made you got what you paid for. You got five hours of of wrestling. Obviously, the pre-show was part of that five hours. But um, if you take the take the pre-show out, it's not five hours. But you got everything you want more. You got CM Punk versus MJF in a dog collar match, where the last like you know dog dog collar match was Roddy Piper and uh, uh, Greta Hammer Valentine. Back in the day, that I can remember, and it was just as bloody. Um, you saw a face turn there. You you saw that. You got a tag team match there. You got Sting in the middle of the crowd. So who won? Andrade on top of four tables, stacked on each other, ECW style. He jumped off the back. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Sting. Yes, Sting. Seventy-eight. 78 year old sting jumped off the back. Uh, 62 year old, 62. Oh, 62. excuse, excuse me, <laughs> 62. Yeah, yeah. Jumped, <laughs> off, jumped off the, I, I will say the balcony, jumped off the balcony on top of Andrade, ECW style, on top of four stacked tables, and rolled up and walked to the ring and done his thing. That's thing. I think. Because we keep saying, like, Rick, your, 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 uh, one of your things is, like, you know, this person's too old. I think WWE planted it in your mind that these people are, in a lot of people's minds, that this person, considering what their age is, is too old to do certain things. But WWE hasn't been the best at using legends. They, they hasn't been the best at doing that. They, I feel like they misuse things. You know, I still feel salty on what they did to him at, at WrestleMania because I feel like he should have got the rent, should have got the win, because it doesn't really help Triple H none at all. But it doesn't, it doesn't deteriorate Sting's uh legacy at all, neither. But it would have been a feel-good moment to have Sting win that match. True. But you know, you know, uh well, Henry, any other legend, but in ADEW, the way well, they treat their legends is phenomenal. Well, it, it it helps Triple H. It helped him because he beat Sting. Sting is a legend. He's an icon. E, you love Sting. So, you know. What would they do to Triple H, though? Like, he's already a Hall of Famer before that. Yeah, but. It's, he beat Undertaker. No, no, he it, beat Undertaker. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. When Brock Lesnar ended Undertaker's streak, that didn't help Taker. That boosted up Brock Lesnar, even though we yeah. were all pissed off about it. And, you know, maybe Brock didn't really need that win. He got that win, and it boosted him up. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, it, 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 you know, you, you're not going to have a WCW guy beat, especially Triple H, the boss's daughter, holds a high position in the company. That ain't happening. It ain't happening. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, there's still some, you know, might be a little something there, him being WCW and, you know, that, that still might be in the air. That, that energy still might be in the air. I mean, so, I'm gonna say about it. Sting's not. 
you know, he's like, eh, it is what it is. Uh, Mills was like, Sting losing at WrestleMania was a bit of a butt-breaking event in my eyes. And I, and I believe that. I agree. I agree with that. I, I'll say that, again, like, like William Regal showed up on Sunday night. You know, to break up a fight between Brian Daniels. Oh, yes. The John Moxley, Brian Daniels, and Max. Violent, physical, bloody in certain ways. Um, John Moxley came out on top. Uh, Brian Danielson, John Moxley was about to get into it again until, surprise, William Regal shows up, show, shows up out of nowhere, makes his debut, and makes them shake hands, and the crowd goes ape shit. Like, they goes ape shit because William Regal is right there. And his promo was authentic and real. It wasn't written. It's all off the top of his head. A lot of people, uh, some people know that he has a strong relationship with Brian Danielson. You know, uh, he helped train them in certain ways. And he also have a strong relationship with John Moxley as well. And right now, John Moxley and Brian Danielson has a tag team as of Wednesday. And William Regal is the manager. And William Regal is one of the toughest SOBs you will ever come across in real life. Like, period. He's the one who blew up Goldberg to make Goldberg look bad in the ring. You remember that? Yeah, I remember. I remember yeah. I remember a bunch of things, E, that I, I don't care to remember, but hey, it is. Hey, man, it. hey, hey, Regal, <laughs> look, Regal just, Regal just reminded Goldberg, like, listen, I can still whoop your ass. Like, don't let this TV shit fool you. <laughs> like, don't, don't, don't get it twisted, my man. Don't get it twisted. I, I, I can blow you up. But, um, but yeah, I mean, speaking, oh, oh, speaking of AEW, because I'm sure you weren't going to talk about this, them buying Ring of Honor. Yeah, yes. Um now given that we're noticing a trend of wrestlers getting fired from other promotions and going to AEW, it would seem, mm -hmm. would Ring of Honor be a proper stable to house some of these wrestlers to kind of, you know, not not overload AEW as much? Just want yeah, your opinion yeah. on that. Yeah, I, um wholeheartedly. I, I I hope that what they do do with that with the current talent that's on ring of honor speaking of which i think ring of honor has a pay-per-view event uh the weekend of wrestlemania because remember wrestlemania is april and the weekend of wrestlemania i think roh has a pay-per-view coming so with the current roster that roh has with some of the released superstars you can and some of the talent that's on aew that don't get a lot of tv time you can actually move them over to ring of honor and uh, according to Tony Khan, it's some things that he's still working on, um, the content, the streaming, and stuff like that, that, you know, that's still coming. I, I think it's a great acquisition. Uh, I think it's a, a great buy because Ring of Honor, if you really look at some of these people that are headlining WrestleMania, they came from Ring of Honor. Like, that's where their fame came from. They fame followed them. CM Punk, Daniel Bryan. You know, I mean, Seth Rollins, Kevin Owens, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like AJ Styles. I mean, you know, like all these people that I'm mentioning and I'm just and I'm barely scratching the surface. I think barely. I think this is an opportunity in disguise. Yeah. And I don't think people realize how big of a deal this is, because given the fact that Vince is Vince has lost his mind and you're seeing people getting cut, getting removed or whatever, leaving WWE, 
now it's like you know Tony Khan, you know it's 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 new energy. It's it's yeah. it's something new and fresh in the air. And I think with Ring of Honor, because the thing was, well, we don't want to just have everyone overload AEW because hell, we have our own talent here that we want to groom and you know get up there and whatever the case may be. So, you know, with with Tony Khan buying Ring of Honor, now we have this other platform we can play with and we can put wrestlers in and we can give them their proper shine. So, you know, yeah. I see more inner inner uh connectivity between both promotions, both owned by Tony Khan. I see more TV time possibly. You know what I'm saying? And you know, it's 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 a better chance now for wrestlers who haven't gotten their shine previously to get their shine. And I know Tony yeah. Khan, you know, his mindset, if he has the right team behind him, if he has the right people in place to really, you know, like they, they can they can really, really, really blow Vince out the water. Hands down, no question. Sure. You know what I'm saying? Hands down, no question. So, you know, hell, someone like Triple H would do well in, in, in this scenario, in this environment. Yeah, yeah, he, he was shining. I mean, really 50%. Of the team that did in NXT is now gone. You got, you know, William Regal, um, Road Dog, you had Sean and Triple H. Road Dog and William Regal are no longer with the company. Like, is one thing that I have noticed though in AEW Dynamite that I have not seen, and that is the creation of storylines. I mean, I saw at least seven to eight brand new storylines start on wednesday including the appearance of jeff hardy so meals meals said they said can we talk about how jeff hardy was dancing down the walkway while matt was getting choked down <laughs> matt was getting choked down yo Why, yes meals we can talk about that sir listen listen like rick this thing is all over the internet right like Matt is getting his ass beat in the rain. And then the music comes out, the music hits because uh little do people know WWE does not have the licensing for the Hardy Boys theme music. Really? Yes, because Jeff Hardy came out with the OG theme. Now that's surprising. Uh, that's surprising. Did it expire? Because I'm pretty sure they had at one point. I, they, I, they, they had it at one point, but they it slipped through the cracks and Tony Khan bought that bitch. Okay. <laughs> so, okay. So, Jeff Hardy comes out doing his normal dance. While in the meantime, Matt is getting choked out in the middle of the ring. Yo, brother. So you just gonna dance, fam? Before you get, before you go to the before you go to the ring. Because <laughs> I don't, I think he was just soaking it in, and you know I think he was just in the moment at that point because sometimes you can get lost in the moment. And I think that's what happened. But that, that was hilarious. I was saying that in my mind. I was like, wait, you just going to dance, bro? Yo, 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 the brother's getting his ass choked out <laughs> right now, dog. Hey, let, you you got to go help dance. this man. Let the man dance. God damn. You know what I'm saying? Let him dance. <laughs> so, so, Rick, if you can't choke that in the rain, you want me to make my debut dancing on the aisle before I come save, before I come hey, save you? Hey, bro, it's wrestling. We've seen weirder. We've seen weirder shit than that in wrestling, E. That's a long conversation in the back. Like, look here, <laughs> goddammit. Why, why your ass is seeing how you dancing on the aisle while my ass getting hey. choked out? Hey. You know what I'm saying? Hey. It's going to hit you. It's going to click you. Thank you for saving me. 
But yeah. uh, I'm looking at the replay right now, and uh, and Earth Man, you were dancing down the aisle while I was getting choked out. What's up with that? Did you go into business for yourself? Hey, oh I man, my bad, Rick. My bad. I don't know. I get it. I get it. You're fresh off events. I get it. You're happy. Do your happy. He left. He walked in. He walked. He walked out in the middle of a match into the crowd and dipped. That's what Jeff did. And people try to say, well, you know, he was on drugs. No, nah, that wasn't even the case. He was like, no, nah, I'm tired of this shit. Basically. That's basically what it was. Well, now you got the Hardys back together. So here's the thing here. No. WWE. You have, you okay. have, an, you have an older Hardys back together. Let's let's be clear. See, let's, that's the see that's right, that right there. WWE no, got it in your brain no, that somebody's no, too no, old to no, you to no, do certain things. No, no, e, no, no, because you have to factor in the age. If you honestly think these guys are going to be doing the same shit they pulled in two thousand three, I think you're mistaken. Well, Jeff did Absolutely. pull the same shit in two thousand three Wednesday night. That's what I'm telling you. <laughs> see. See, he jumped see. off the top of the turnbuckle, swanton someone, see. and Matt did his shit, and and they got up and lived to tell about it. They hugged, they stared, they had a uh, a face to face with Sting and Darby Allen, and like, they high five each other, and and the rest was history. See, and guess what? As soon as it got backstage, um, can someone bring the icy hot and the Ben Gay and uh a stretcher? <laughs> that's, that's all speculation that's all spe- I mean if you really want to say that though if you want to look at behind the scenes though that's everybody no matter what the age they're getting iced up 20 years old or, or 40 they're still getting iced up you know because you know the mat is unforgiving I think WWE they do a lot of good things they do a lot of great things right but some of the things that they did wrong is how they treat future Hall of Famers or whatever the Hardys had arguably probably the biggest pop in wrestlemania history when they showed up when they knew they introduced him that um i forgot which wrestlemania that was that was like maybe two years ago that's before the pandemic and you call me rick you like yo the hardys just showed up blah, 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 blah. like everybody popped like they everybody popped when the hardy showed up and then within a year vince broke them up and jeff doing his own thing Matt is, is sliding out the door. And I was like, this is what you did? Like, just for the moment, these are future Hall of Famers. Like, you're talking about the Hardys, Edge and Christian, Dilly Boys, TLC match, WrestleMania, twice. And, and you already know, WWE and Vince is not huge on tag teams unless you're going to induct them in the Hall of Fame for that moment or you need a spot to fill or whatever the case may be. AEW is not treating their legends like that. They're going out the way they want to go out. Sting, I don't think Sting had a, I think Sting had one singles match since he'd been in AEW. And, you know, he won that, he won that match or whatever. But any other match he was in, which is, which is rare or spaced out, it has been tag team matches. And, you know, he have a big spot, but he's not the one that's being focused on. It's the younger talents being focused on. He's just elevating them. He's paying it forward. William Regal, same way. Taz, his son, Hook, is like one of the most over guys in AEW. And he's wrestles like his dad. Well, you know what I'm saying? Like well, they treat their legends like like somebody. Well, with with regards to the Hardys, and I know you mentioned the other tag teams, 
maybe, and, and I'm, I'm only assuming, I don't know, I wasn't there, I'm not in the meetings, but I'm only assuming Vince probably had, had it in his mind because E, you're right, Vince never cared for tag teams. Now, we've learned throughout history, when you break up a tag team, you know, there have been cases to where these guys have individual success, you know? So, example, Edge and Christian. Now, we can debate all day, well, who was the most successful, you know what I'm saying? But, you know, those guys are really great as individual talent. You know, yeah. Edge can wrestle his, you know, like, it's, it's maybe Vince had that same thought. Well, maybe if we break up Jeff and Matt, you know, they can be big stars in their own right. You know, maybe. Now, is it is it always right? Eh, no. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, sometimes it does. It can work. And maybe that was the mindset that Vince had with these guys. You know what I'm saying? Because it ain't like a, you know, a rocker situation where you had Shawn Michaels, super kick, Janetti, you know, or, or whatever. And you know, <laughs> head through a window. Obviously, Shawn had bigger success over Janetti. Yeah, it, maybe ain't never been the same after that, man. I think he went I mean, through a state of depression but, and all that in real but, life. But maybe, maybe Vince thought, well, hey, maybe if Janetti goes single, maybe there might be something with Janetti. I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I, I don't know what the thought was. But sometimes it hits. Sometimes both guys can be successful. Sometimes it's just one guy who's successful. And sometimes it's better off just keeping them together. I get it. But again, like you said, Vince doesn't really care for tag teams. He wants to break guys up, you know. And we'll see where it goes. You know, you are rolling the dice. You roll the dice. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know. I don't know. Is it, are the Hardys better together or apart? E, I don't know. That's that's very subjective. That's very subjective. When you know when you say, well, hey, these guys were better together than they were apart. You take Brett, Bret Hart, and you know, Anvil. They were a tag team in in the early years, but obviously you break them up. Bret Hart goes to do bigger and better things. Anvil, eh, not so much. You know what I'm saying? Now, yep. for whatever reason, maybe if Anvil had a push, maybe it would have been different. I don't really know. I don't really know. You know what I'm saying? But it happens. Now, were they better, you know, Hart, the Hart Foundation, were they better as a tag team? It's subjective. Some, some might say, yeah. Yeah, there was a classic tag team. You I know mean, Bret Hart. I mean, Bret Hart obviously was... You know, in some cases, it is right. Like, Vince sees something in someone, like, this person could be a star. Like, I think he's looking at Montez Ford, you know. Um, Montez <clears throat> is the star of that tag team. From the, from, yeah, from the Street Profits. And, you know, he shined exponentially yes. against Roman Reigns in, on SmackDown. That, that yes. night, he went one-on-one -on -one with him. Yes. And that turned a lot of heads, and that opened a lot of eyes. Yes. So, uh, I think eventually, at some point down the line, Montez will go through his singles uh, again, but this goes around the fact that, you know, some tag team, he's, he just breaks up tag teams. He makes stars out of them. And that can be a detriment to the tag team division, or it can be, it can be a hindrance or well, you can have create superstars out of that tag team. So with, with well, AEW, oh, go ahead. Well, Montez is a star. Montez, yeah, Montez has the personality. We, we know that. And yeah. I know, Max mentioned it before. I think you and Max mentioned it. You know, you guys don't want to see them break up because I mean they, they are a good tag team, but it's obvious, E. It's obvious who it's obvious who the star is. It's Montez. And plus his his woman, his wife is Bianca Belair. I mean, you know, it, you know 
<laughs> Things just come together. E. It's true. You know, but I, I will say though, AEW <laughs> like before AEW Dynamite debuted, the Young Bucks came out and it said, "We putting the tag team division at the forefront," and you will see tag teams, you know, bring the house down. You might see tag teams main event shows like legitimate tag teams, and you have a plethora of tag teams in AEW and those tag team titles are just as important as the singles world title and the way people are fighting for that tag title the tag team division is in full effect like it's brought back because you know Rob I think you're a big fan of tag team wrestling and I like tag team wrestling but I I don't like it when it's not organic and, it's not, exactly. Exactly. I, I've always said that, and I stand by that, and I know that can be subjective. You know what I'm saying? I'll put together. Yeah. I'll put together a team. You rather have a single team name versus well, this person, this person. I don't like when people just put guys together. Like I still don't like RK bro. I don't like that because they just put those guys together. You know what I'm saying? But, but they got know, a tag team name though. Like they, yeah, they are a legitimate tag team. Yeah, but it's I, I, I'm not I'm not with it. You know when you make. What's her face? Bailey and and uh Sasha tag team. I'm just I'm just I'm just not that's not organic. Now, I've said on several occasions, the iconics. I love the iconics. They were a fantastic tag team. Yes. And I don't know why Vince didn't like they they work well together, they have chemistry, they bounce well off of each other. Like that to me, that's organic. Not Break them it, off and it, let them go. It was the dumbest thing that it, it was dumb. It was but really now, stupid. But now they're on Impact Wrestling. And if I'm not mistaken, I could be wrong. They are the current women's tag team champion. Yes, they're great. I, I, I don't like inorganic tag teams. I don't. Yeah. I don't. I really don't. So, yeah, I stand by that. So if you want organic tag teams, you go to Impact Wrestling, you go to NWA, you go to AEW. You you will get your organic tag team. There are organic tag teams in WWE, but we know that Vince is not high on that. He high on the single superstars or whatever the case may be. But you know, it is neither here or there. But if you got WrestleMania coming up, um, which uh you might have Steve Austin, you may have him wrestle, you may not.